All right, first episode of a brand new podcast. Big wrestling fans here, just looking have some fun, talk about wrestling, talk about our thoughts, feelings, emotions, thoughts, feelings, emotions, other stuff. I don't know. My name's DJ. I'm joined here with my co-host. And I'm Reagan. I mean, what do you want to talk about first? WWE or AEW? Let's talk about AEW first. Okay. Overall, how was the show last night? Honestly, last night, I've seen better. Um, What about you? It's very hard. I feel like a lot of the AEW shows really rely on the fans and the crowd. You know, whenever the match and you hear the entire crowd chanting AEW or this is awesome or, you know, everybody would be booing Lance Archer right now, especially when he's right. facing Colt Cabana, who's a absolute favorite of everybody's. But I think AEW is definitely putting on a better wrestling performance than they should without the fans. Like, when I watch the superstars, like, they even get excited. You know, they're revving up the crowd even though they're not there and everything. And I like how they have, like, the wrestlers sporadic around the ring. But, you know, obviously the shows have not been the same since fans have not been allowed there. Um, I mean, overall, like, AEW, I think, has done the best job without fans. Yes. Like, putting them around the ring and stuff. Because when I watch, like, NXT or SmackDown or Raw, it's just so, like, the silence. (laughs) It's just hard to watch sometimes. Like, I just can't get into it without fans there. Like, they make the show for me. Yeah. But AEW, like, just makes it feel a lot better and normal without the fans. Yeah, especially with the wrestlers around the ring. You know, you have the good guys on one side and the bad guys on the other. I think that's genius. Now, that did lead yeah, me I like in. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. And the one Orange Cassidy. You know, what, what, what's the point of that happening? Um. Well, I just think that I don't, I mean, I don't know. I wasn't really into that, to be honest. I know you're a big Orange Cassidy fan. You can't see it, but I'm giving the little semi-thumbs up. Right. (laughs) But it's just, I mean, I guess if they're going to develop anything, start like that, I don't really know. I don't think Orange Cassidy is as good good without the fans like whenever i watched him wrestle pack at revolution that was by far probably the greatest thing i've ever witnessed was him not trying rolling out of the ring and then whenever pack's going to meet him on the other side him really revving up and you know showing us what he has but without the fans like you know it's it's it seems like next week it's gonna be meaningless almost yeah, I mean, I didn't really get that, uh, like, that much out of it. I didn't really think about it that hard, because to me, he's just not that deep of a character. Like, to me, he's just there. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, I think I think he's, I'm not comparing him to DX, but I think he's put there almost in, like, a DX spot where he's the comedy of yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. You know, it, it's something we've never seen before. Like, I have never seen a wrestler just not care, you know. Mm -hmm. And it's impressive what he can do with his hands in his pockets. Right. (laughs) But I'm thinking for that match next week with him and Jimmy, I think it's got to be something to do with Jimmy and Luther. Which, I mean, it'll if they set something up for the double or nothing pay-per-view, great. It'll be a good death match. But in reality, like... I love Jimmy Havoc. Not a big fan of Luther. Luther really creeps me out. <laughs> but, but I guess, I mean, I don't know what Kip and Penelope have to do with it, but yeah, sure. Yeah, I think it was just a warm up, like, 
to give Kip a little bit of a push for whenever he goes up against Dustin. Yeah. I'm very curious to see if he's going to beat Dustin now. Um, because it wouldn't make sense to have Kip against Lance to me. I think it's going to be Cody and Lance no matter what. So Yeah, I don't think it matters. I mean, I wouldn't really count matter out to me. Sammy. No, I don't think I just think it's going to be Cody no matter what. I don't like part of me deep down is is thinking Sammy still has a chance solely based on the fact that the inner circle is still a big part of AEW especially with their new show which I absolutely loved. The bubbly bunch cracked that. me up. Cracked Very me stuff. up. But I I think I think in order to reestablish something they need a belt of some sort whether that be the tag titles whether that would be the TNT championship or whether that be the AEW championship, I think they need something to almost kind of stay in that power role because to me it's it literally seems like John Moxley is more powerful than the entire inner circle. Right, but I just don't know how Cody could lose and then still be legit, like... He puts himself like in these matches and then losing and then somehow still in the storyline with Lance Archer. It just doesn't make sense to me. I just think Cody, he can't, well, obviously Cody's going to get that eventually. If it's not now, it's going to be sometime because he can't win the AEW championship. But I just don't know why him and Lance Archer would both be in this and then not have that escalate to something. I mean, I think Lance Archer is a very good first champion for it. You know, he, he's a big guy, but he, he really can wrestle. I, I, I don't know how I feel about his gimmick. Like, don't get me wrong. I'm not going to stand in the ring with the guy. But, like, I don't, I don't know. He, he's, he's like a curveball to me. I love his, his performance in the ring. It's the character work that I'm not 100% sold on yet. I mean, I'm a fan. I like, like, big guys like that. And, like, I'd love to see him against, like, Brody Lee or something. I think oh, that would yeah. be a match. And I like how they're putting him against jobbers right now. Well, not jobbers. Sorry, Marco. But <laughs> you know what I mean? <sighs> and I just think that's going good so far. Like, I think they're doing it right. If it was WWE, they would be, like, having him get beat by – like, Marco would have won if that was on SmackDown. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, they don't – yeah, I, I'm i glad that they really just kind of threw him in into a success. Like, it, yesterday's match against Colt Cabana actually felt important because him and Colt Cabana were both undefeated. You know, they're both big stars. You really didn't – I mean, you kind of knew Lance was going to win, but they made me believe Colt had a shot. Yeah, I agree. That was good. Um. I'm trying to think of what else happened. I mean, the match with Moxley and Hager, you know, it was it was good. Mm, um, it. I have some thoughts about that one. Uh, yeah i I don't want to like I don't want to say it was bad. The but... beginning. Well, first of all, what ruined it for me? I'm sorry, but Jr. just ruined that entire thing for me. I don't know how you feel about Jr., but. He just needs to. I don't know. <laughs> it was bad, yeah. <laughs> and it, like he was ruining it. He's like, it's. Uh, he's like, this is a false count anywhere, or this is a no holds bar. I'm not sure if they can pin them outside the ring. I don't know. It's like, Jr. Please get together, and like you're doing it from home. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Could you please edit it or something? <laughs> but I mean, that was like the biggest problem for me. And then, as far as like wrestling goes the beginning it's like fine okay but then like it's no holds barred match and they're just outside the ring like I know what Mox can do as far as like no holds barred matches you know what I mean yeah my my thing is is I've I've never been a fan of Jake Hager me either um, Jack Swagger whatever you want to call him you know he's he's more of a technical guy 
Like, I think if they gave him more of almost like a Daniel Bryan, Drew Gulak kind of role where he just went in there, you know, a little ground and pound submission style. Well, that's kind of, of what they were trying to do at the beginning, I thought. Yeah, and, like and Mox is trying to good. adapt to that. I would rather see Mox. Like, I don't want to see him do that in a no holds barred match. You know what I mean? Yeah, like and... that's not what I'm here to see him do. Like, I know what he can be in like death matches, so I don't want to see him do like grappling and everything. Yeah, but I mean, my thing with Moxley is is I know he can wrestle. Yeah, I agree to that too, and that's just different. If they wouldn't have put it. At, like if it would have just been a regular match I would have been like okay that's fine because honestly I would have rather seen that yeah like, them wrestle but you're calling it a no holds barred match so do something good or just don't do it at all yeah no one went through a table so what's the point yeah I mean yeah I agree that's not a no holds barred no holds barred means at least one table gone through but like that it kind of reminded me of like I mean, not. I don't know how you feel about the WrestleMania match with Edge and Randy Orton, because to me that was just like they weren't doing anything. Like they were just punching each other in different spots around the performance center. Like well, it did it was, nothing for me. Like, like you said, where it was, you know, the beginning of the match and the end of the match. You know, those made sense, and I understand those spots, but like. There's like the middle part whenever Moxley and Hager went up into the the stands. I was about to say the crowd, but the stands. Mm-hmm. I was sitting there like, what? What's the? They're just hitting each other up there. It's not doing anything. Same yeah. thing with Randy Edge. But like, I love the ending. You know, the typical finisher onto a chair, finisher through a table, ladder, whatever it may be. You know, he hit the paradigm shift yeah. onto the chair. Makes sense. Um. And then, like, same thing with the Edge Randy Orton thing. But, you know, it it was a, a decent match, a good match. Like, I'm not upset with it, but, like, I'm not extremely happy with it. I was, I mean, it was just not, I'm not going to say that I'm upset with it either, but it's just that I know that they both can do better. So I was like, I don't understand where they got that from. Yeah. It, it was it was really weird. And also, I'm not but, hating on JR either, because I don't know what, like, they want JR to, to say. Because, like, what is he supposed to say? Oh, they're... Because there's nobody there. Like, I don't yeah. know. It's just awkward. The whole thing is awkward. Yeah, it, it's got to be hard on the commentators, because they have to be talking the whole time now. Like, at least the crowd there, there and kind of just let the camera audio get the crowd behind it right bounce off some of your comments like oh and the crowd's getting behind moxley or mm-hmm. but yeah i mean the one thing that i will say aew has approved has improved on is the women's division i was very against the women's division at double or nothing like the double really? or nothing was was a good match with Britt, uh, Smiley, Kylie Ray, and Nyla, and even that six-woman tag match. But after that, it seemed like it just kind of declined. You know, I loved Riho. I hate Nyla. I don't. I'm just not a fan of her her gimmick, her work. Like I think she's very sloppy in the ring. Like the pay-per-view match at Revolution with Chris Statlander, Nyla almost killed her. Yeah. I just with the problem with our women's division is that they don't I well obviously like Britt is like the girl that she's the face she's not lying when she says that but they just like they weren't on TV for a couple weeks there when they first started not having a crowd yeah and then it's like okay where's the women and like NXT has all these great women's matches it really doesn't match up at all no like Brit- I do like Brit. I like Brit a lot as a bad guy. I didn't yes. at first, but I do now. So I think she's probably their best right now. But as far as like Nyla Rose is just like, who's is she the champ still? Like that's yeah. a problem to me. Like I, she's not yeah. on TV. 
I don't know. It's weird. And I understand, I, like, the circumstances and everything. Like, she probably can't get there. Then make, like, a, a video package or something. I don't know. Yeah, like a little vignette from home. Right. Something. Um, yeah, but like you said, ever since Brit turned bad is when I really started liking her. And I love the feud that she's having with Hikaru Shida. I, yeah, I really I like that. They are very good performers. They are probably the two best wrestlers when it comes to the women's division. Now, obviously, Britt's got the pro because I don't know if Sheeta speaks fluent English. Like, that's the problem that I usually have. Wrestling, like, like Asuka, Asuka gets very wound up. I never know what she's saying, but it's it, it, you can tell she's a good person or a bad person. Right. But like, you know, whenever Shinsuke Nakamura was feuding with AJ Styles, I loved where he became a bad guy. I just never understood a thing. So I would like to see Hikaru Shida get more mic time to kind of see how she handles the mic. That's the one problem I had with Riho as champion. I loved Riho, but, you know, I... I Mike into it. Like, Britt Baker's been slaughtering everybody. Why doesn't he, Hikaru Shida come in and kind of back everyone else up? But, like, to me, she shouldn't even be... Like, I agree with that, but to me, she shouldn't even be in that position in the first place. Like, I don't understand... I mean, I understand the rankings and everything, but, like, isn't shouldn't Britt be the number one contender now? Like, I don't know. I'm just really confused. Like with the whole thing that's going on. Yeah, I think what AEW setting is Sheeta's gonna win the title from, and then it's gonna be Britt and Sheeta, and Nyla is gonna go back to the mid card because I think a lot of people don't like Nyla for many different reasons. My reason being, I don't think she's very technically sound in the ring as she should. I like Nyla though. I I don't like I I don't know. She's just I like people like that that are big scary like No, I do it's about it's, to me. My thing is is like I love like Batista, Triple H, all those guys, you know. I never worried about them injuring someone. But like anytime Nyla steps in the ring, I'm sitting there and I'm like there's a good chance she could easily botch a move and snap someone actually in half. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. <laughs> but we'll move over to WWE. I think we covered everything on AEW. Is there anything you wanted to talk about that we haven't already? Um, not that I can remember. But do you want to focus on what happened on NXT or do you want to talk about the releases? I mean, both were kind of big things. Let's go to NXT first. Thank God, because I have a theory for you, and I've been waiting to pitch this for a while. All right. I think I figured out what's going on. Okay. So you watched what happened with Tommaso Ciampa, right? Right, at the end. Beautiful. And then you saw what happened with Finn and Velveteen. Yes. Okay. Who did Finn with? I mean, besides Walter, so we'll just scratch the Walter thing, but who did Finn Balor feud with whenever he first came back to NXT? Wasn't it Johnny? It was Johnny Gargano. Champa's got a feud now. That thing's done, which it was a beautiful segue into introducing Killer Cross and just putting him right at the top. Velveteen and Finn are fighting for the title. Gargano's got nothing to do, right? I mean, yeah. I guess so. So let's say Finn beats Velveteen next week. He becomes number one contender. He beats Adam Cole. UE, unfortunately, gets pulled up to the main roster because they're essentially the WWE right now. It's inevitable. Gargano, Finn for the NXT title. Um, well, here's the thing. I don't know if Johnny is staying. Like you said, there's nothing for Johnny right now. So you think they might pull him up instead of UE? Well, I thought that after that match, 
Johnny and Champa, I thought that one of them was going to leave no matter what. So it's not looking like Champa's leaving. So I'm thinking it's Johnny, especially because he wasn't on TV. That's very true. He could very well appear tomorrow. I, I, I didn't think about that. But like maybe with Candace too, because they love doing that. Nobody can be alone. Like, I don't know if you noticed that. Everybody yeah. has to be in groups. Like Bianca Belair had to come with those two idiots like see you know i, I mean? love the street profits i i will fight i used to like profits. the street profits i just don't the wwe version is not it yeah they i love whenever they won the titles with the crowd they go into the crowd they celebrate with the crowd they did that in nxt too you know mm-hmm. i i like that part of them but it's just i don't want anybody from nxt like i wish wwe would stop signing people because anytime they get promoted to the WWE, they literally just go straight into the ground. Unless your name is Seth Rollins, Roman Reigns, or Brock Lesnar. It's so bad. <laughs> That's I'll save what I have to say for that for when we talk about the releases. But when Johnny we could see Johnny on SmackDown because with Candace, they're both together now, so they're both bad guys. Before it was kinda like uh, like, what does Candace think about all this? You know what I mean? Yeah. So that's what I'm thinking. But I'm I'm really upset that it's ending. Like, that I was, was upset my too. I've watched it for three years, and they have yet to make it boring. Like I, I know, I agree. Like the that's whole... hard to do. Yeah, like the Seth Brock thing got tiring after like two months. The whole Becky Lynch thing, you know, fell off after she won the title. Right. You know, it's very hard for two guys to feud for three years, essentially. I mean, obviously, Tommaso with the neck injury, but, you know, it good matches. It was good promos. It was good content. And this was the first time we got to see Gargano as a heel, and I loved it. I know. That was the last thing I was expecting out of that feud, for him to be the bad guy at the end. Because if you think about it, at the beginning – of the whole thing. I don't know if it was in like 2017, I guess. Like, Champa didn't even need music. Like, he just came no. out to booze. That was the greatest. So now to see Johnny become the bad guy at the end, it was just, it was amazing. Like, it, the, the timeline was just beautiful, too. You know, they team up as DIY for the Worlds Collide and they tag team Mustache Mountain. Freaking love them so much. But, you know, they team up as DIY. They come out together. I had goosebumps, the t-shirt, everything. <laughs> and then they win. And then Gargano loses the fin. And I was like, okay, like, it makes sense. But what are they going to do with Gargano now? And then whenever Champa wrestled later that night and Gargano was there, I was like, oh, this is beautiful. He's going to help Tommaso. And I was like, wait a second. Why is he looking at the belt? Wait, is <laughs> right. he winding up? Oh, my God. Right. And it was just a beautiful timeline. It was pretty good. I am sad it's over. But But, that's just that's just life. (laughs) Yeah, I mean Adam Cole is by far probably the best wrestler in the world right now if you ask me. I agree. But the thing that WWE usually does is that they'll take a storyline and then they'll just have it go on for months and months and months and by the time it's over you're like, oh my god, I, I'm so sick of this. Like, um, Lana and Lashley and Rusev, <laughs> did you like that? <laughs> Not too long. I liked it at first. That's I what I mean, and then, like, it's like, okay, we get it. Like, I don't care. With Johnny, I did not think that one time. And it went on for three years, so. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, a lot of stuff's happening in NXT right now. Killer Cross just debuted. That was... Just amazing. I'm speechless for how perfectly set up that was. Yes, I agree. Like, it is two dangerous men who are just complete wild cards that are going to start feuding. Tommaso is probably one of the best in the business. Killer Cross back in Impact was phenomenal. They're going to make a very good feud. I agree. And I love Tommaso, too, so I'm excited to see how they work together. Yeah, and as far as I know, I believe they've worked together before. I don't remember if it was in the Indies. I was reading an article about it, but 
like I'm I can't wait to to see because I feel like they're both just loose cannons and I feel like they're both just going to get into a screaming match or they're going to keep attacking each other like this. It, it's going to be beautiful. It's going to be a beautiful sight. Yes, and I love his wife. She's great. Wait, who's? Uh Killer Scarlet Bordeaux. Is that still her name? Oh. Get out. That's Killer Cross's wife? You didn't know that? <laughs> I actually did not. Yeah, she was, um, well, she signed, I think they signed at the same time, and then last night, she, it was like her, I'm assuming it was her, like, boot, like, in the picture, like, next to Tomas's head. I can't believe I missed that. You missed that? Wow. <laughs> I'm gonna have to go back and watch. I was too busy focusing on that they actually debuted Killer Cross in a very good way with no fans. Yeah. Like, it it takes a lot for there to be no fans and to have someone debut and it be impactful. It was really good. Well, but is he the guy that's like? This is another thing that about NXT. The guy, all these people are getting kidnapped in the parking lot. <laughs> Yeah. Who is that? Is that him? Like, that has me confused. Yeah, there, there's a lot of questioning. I think we're going to get a lot of answers soon. I always assumed that was him, but now I'm not sure, so I, I don't know. But even though that there have been debuts lately, we got to talk about every single release. That W. Before we start, um, I would like to send my condolences to all those guys because... They've put basically their entire life into a business and even the ones who like haven't been in WWE for that long, they spent all their life in the Indies working to get there and for them to kind of just get cut out of nowhere. Like I met Leo Rush, one of my favorite people that I've ever encountered. I met him whenever we went to Fastlane in uh, Cleveland. And he came back to the hotel with, I I don't even know if I'm allowed to say what he had, but he had a pizza and something else that I won't mention, but nothing bad, but it was alcohol. But anyway, I like, honest to God, after talking to him, I thought he was about to invite us back to his hotel room to eat a pizza with him. But where... I guess we'll start with the one that surprised me the most, and that was Rusev. Yeah. It's you know, sad. what? I know WWE might be planning to re-sign these guys afterwards, but I don't think Rusev wants to go back. Well, I guess the first thing you kind of have to say is, like, obviously it's not morally okay to do this to people during a pandemic. But, I mean, I understand, like, why and everything. But Rusev obviously wasn't being used right. I mean, no matter what you think about the Lashley, Lana, Rusev, like, that wasn't his best work. Like, you know he can do better than that. So I am happy. And that's for all of these guys, pretty much. All of them can do better. Like, they weren't being used to their full potential. So in that way, it's like, okay, I am happy for them. But that they won't be used until this ends. Yeah. We don't know when Ring of Honor is going to start up again. We don't know when indie shows are going to start happening, like bookings, signings, all this stuff. So, like, right now, like, it's just pretty sad that they're literally out of work. Like, they have nothing. Yeah, and I mean... Like you said, like I, 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 I am happy we get to see what they're going to go and do and, you know, see if they do live up to the potential they have. But at the same time, you know, you don't want to see these guys have to struggle until, you know, they can go back to doing indie shows or signing with AEW, Impact, New Japan, even ICW over in England. But um, I'm happy to see Rusev leave. I think he was on his way out the door anyway. Yeah. But 
I don't think he'll go. I know he's linked to AEW. I I don't know if he'll go AEW though. Does AEW have the money for all of these? Like that's no. the... like Tony Khan obviously is rich, Vince level rich, but like can they afford to sign like cuz obviously they want Rusev. I would want Rusev. I would want Kurt Hawkins. Yeah. I would want Zack Ryder. But like can they pay Rusev? Not that Rusev is like Brock Lesnar, but like yeah, I think if they're going to if they had to pick three guys from that list, I think it's Rusev, Gallows and Anderson. See, I would I think they're going to sign Kurt Hawkins. Really? Why I, is that? I don't know. I just think isn't he like buddies with them? <laughs> and then obviously See, they would get Zach. I think Gallows and Anderson are going to New Japan. You think they're going to go back? I think they'll go back. Yeah, that's that's what I don't know because AJ was like the key factor in all of that. And even Finn Balor. Like I think if Finn Balor was gone too, but I why think can't they would just be, kind of why can't it be with Jay White? I forgot they were with Jay White, to be honest. And like that's pretty much their thing, right? Like they're bullet club guys since the beginning, so why would they stop being? I mean, even in WWE, they're with AJ. I mean, they tried to do that, whatever. But yeah, but they would never push Gallows and Anderson, which is why, I, like, I was so excited for them to come to A or to WWE. Like, that was one of the greatest debuts outside of AJ's debut that I've seen in WWE in a long time. And that's like another thing about WWE; they don't let. Like, this is just a Vince thing, I guess. He sees someone else doing, like, he saw Gallows and Anderson succeed in New Japan, and he saw EC3 is a good example. He saw him succeed in TNA, NXT. Mm -hmm. He sees all these guys do well other places, and then he says, no, I'm going to bury you when you come up here because I don't care what you did before, and you're not better than my guys. You're not better than my stupid whatever gimmick people. Yeah, and that's I think just how EC... it's always going to be. Yeah, and I think EC3 is going to go back to Impact because he was an MJF-style kind of guy. So I think him going to AEW wouldn't make sense unless he comes out with an entirely new gimmick, which I would hope not because he was MJF before MJF was MJF. He's really good, like unbelievably good with his aunt. Dixie. <laughs> yeah. That storyline was great. Like I think AJ was involved somehow. But Yeah, that was way, way back. He's just so good. And I I I mean, if he goes to TNA, that's fine. It's just TNA is not really it, you know what I mean, right now, as far as like Yeah. Being Yeah, like we were the talking top. about that. We were talking about that before this. Like impact you know, has never really been, like, top of the chain. Like, even back when they had, you know, AJ Styles, EC3, you know, all those guys, you know, you still chose WWE over TNA, but, like, if the times didn't conflict, you you watched TNA. Yeah. I think that if TNA is, was right now what it was, when AJ Styles was there, Samoa Joe, all those guys, Bully Ray, like if that was right now, it could totally be competition. But it just doesn't even compare right now. Yeah, I think I think it would compete with WWE because I think a lot of people are very upset with how WWE is is going about things. Yeah. Like outside of NXT, like I don't even make it a priority to watch raw anymore or smackdown yeah you know with with the pandemic obviously like if i'm not playing video games or doing homework like i'll I'll turn it on and watch but like i'll only half watch it i'll be playing on my phone halfway through because in reality there's really not a good product right now yeah and it's just they Vince doesn't care though is the problem like he thinks it's good and that's the problem <laughs> he thinks it's really good he doesn't understand that like like he's catering to like 
I don't know what he's trying to do. But do you know what I mean? <laughs> they yeah, think like, it's my good. Thing is, yeah, my thing is, is like, he relies on five people in the business to really carry it. And I, I, I understand, well, like, Seth Rollins is a great performer. I love his new character. I know a lot of people actually don't like his new character. I don't like it. Which I, I, I can see why. I don't know. I like how, you know, it's when he was in the authority, but above that, like he wants to basically declare himself the Lord and savior of WWE. And I, I get it, but like, you can't have him Roman Brock and Goldberg carry the company when you have so much other talent there. Like, that's what I like about AEW. It's not just about Moxley. You know, you have the inner circle. You have Cody, Kenny and Hangman, the Young Bucks, the Lucha Bros. It seems like everybody matters on the roster. As for WWE, you know, you have Seth Rollins. You have Roman Reigns. You have Brock. I don't even think Drew really matters yet. I hope he matters soon. But, like, him winning was a great moment. But up until Royal Rumble, what had he done that really impressed anybody? And like, right, you know, I feel like they don't let their talent really showcase themselves. That That's the problem. That's the main problem is that everything is scripted down to the way Seth's voice inflections were on Monday in that stupid thing. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Everything is scripted down to that. Like it, they if like it's not the character I have a problem with. It's the way it's like Vince wrote writes this and it's like, haha, this is good, and like doesn't take criticism for anyone. If Seth would just if they would say here, like here's this character, do what you want with it, it would be amazing. Yeah. But they just won't let them do that, and I think that's why I like AEW so much is because they give them freedom like when Mox talks you know that it's like him saying it you know he wrote that like you know that it's gonna be like from the heart you know what I mean yeah and And like like, that was the thing whenever Drew broke the fourth wall after he won the title you know he almost got in trouble for that you know why what's the what's the big deal and the other problem I have is why is Seth next in line he I, lost. Yeah, I agree. I, I totally agree. Like, and honestly, makes... I thought it was going to be Ginger, but I guess not. <laughs> and I don't know. Like, I was probably stupid for thinking that they would ever give anyone else a chance anyway. Like, it just... Why, why would it be Seth? He loses to Kevin Owens. You know, if, if anything, give it to Kevin Owens. I agree. Him and Drew they they won't smoke. give other people a chance. And I'm not saying I don't like Seth, because I do. I love Seth. He's one of my favorite wrestlers for years. But he just... They don't let him be himself. Well, not anymore. No. They really need... I think what's nice about AEW is having wrestlers kind of run the promotion. Not like writing the scripts like Vince and everything, but like they're in charge of everything. And if you run something past them, they're going to be like, yeah, let's shoot it and let's see how it works. It's not, well, how about instead of saying this change? Yeah. Go back, tweak it and we'll work together to make it. Right. Right. Like the Brody Lee thing. I love it. Like, I wasn't a fan of the Dark Order until Brody Lee came in. I love the Death Triangle now. Yeah, I can see that. The Death Triangle is going to be amazing. I don't really know what's up with that yet. They haven't been on TV in a little bit. Well, I think that's because of the pandemic. Yeah, I agree. But I'm just saying, I don't really... Also, I don't, I mean, I don't know yet. We'll see about that one. But that's how I felt about Dark Order at the beginning anyway, so. Yeah, I was upset that involved in the TNT Championship. Yeah, I would have liked to see him in that. I love Pac. I think he's really good. 
I think he's one of the ring wrestlers ever. Him him and Kenny Omega's match was absolutely phenomenal. I agree. And he's one of those stories that he left and he did something with himself and he made it better. You know what I mean? He has been, you know, I, I, I didn't mind the whole Neville gimmick. But it's just, you know, I mean, now I know that he could do so much better. You know what I mean? And that's how most of these guys are. He's a great heel. An absolute yeah. great heel. I agree. But, I mean, going down the list of everyone who's gone now, like you said, Kurt Hawkins, Zack Ryder, Maria, Mike Kanellis, you know, I can't believe they let go of the one referee. Um, I don't know how to pronounce his last name. His first name's Mike. Yeah. But he's been with the company since nine. Why? Why him? I, yeah, I would like to understand the thought process of some of these people that got picked. But I think it also has to do a lot with contracts. Like maybe his contract was up in like two months and they're like, we're not going to renegotiate. We're just going to say goodbye. I don't know. Hold I even like kind of got choked up watching Trevor. Oh my gosh, so sad. He is a treasure. He is so good, and they never let him show it, but he is amazing. I loved him as the commissioner of Two Hundred Five Live. Like whenever he came to WWE as the commissioner, first thing I thought was Rockstar Spud. I know he's so good. I loved Rockstar Spud. You have no idea. When he was with Dixie and in that AJ storyline, when he was like, what, her like assistant or something, something dumb like that. It was so funny. It was so good. He would call her madam all the time. It was so good. I talk about it all the time. And he could do, if he, if they would let him do that in WWE, I would literally watch that all the time. Like, but they just won't let him be himself. So. Yeah. And I even liked the stuff that he was doing with our truth. Yeah, he made it work. He didn't, like, because usually I thought that was a little, like, all it's, I'm not a fan of the 24-7 championship, but. I'm not either. He made it work. Yeah. I feel really bad for him, especially yeah. after watching him cry. I was like, I can't do this. Yeah, and I, I really. At the same time, I have to be like, okay, well, he's going to go somewhere and he's going to be able to do positive things and like be good so yeah and if i had to guess i think he's gonna probably end end back up in impact i hope not i'd like to see him in aw but i think that probably will be true now we're both big fans of chris van and i don't know if you listen to it no i haven't but Leo actually said doesn't know how much longer he's going to wrestle for oh, before really? he gets released. But I think I think he's got a lot more years left in the tank, and I wish he would go to AEW so fast because he is probably by far one of the best indie wrestlers that I, I had ever seen. They let him go a little bit in the in the cruiserweight whenever he was a champ, but like championship to Angel Garza you know he kind of fell off and I was real he is by far one of the best wrestlers I, I've watched um Leo Rush he was with was he with Lashley right yeah and like Vince just likes to make people joke characters all the time which was sad but I do like him, so I would like to see him go to AEW. But was he in Ring of Honor? Uh, For a short period. I don't think he was there for long. I feel like I remember him there. Maybe he'll go back there. That's Yeah, that is always a positive. We always forget about Ring of Honor. I feel like a guy like him could go anywhere and be fine. It seems like you won't. Um, 
I agree with that because it's like big guys. Like, okay, Rowan, that's one. Rowan yeah, could have been in so many good matches. I'd love to see Roman and Drew. Well, that was a match, wasn't it? But they made it like a joke and he like destroyed his stupid cage thing. Like well, they make him know- carry around a cage. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and like, you, you already know, like, you know who their top guys are and you know who's going to win when they're going to win. Like, exactly. you know Roman's never going to lose a match. Yeah. I was surprised they let Kevin Owens beat Seth. Yeah. Well, I think that's only because Seth is a bad guy. I think if it would have been the other way around, it wouldn't have ever happened. And, I mean, I... Like, look at Drew. Like, don't get me wrong. Drew is a phenomenal character. He's a big guy. He's athletic. He can strike and everything, but he's a big guy. Yeah. You know, I would say the only one who they really are putting their money on who's not like a big guy is Seth. Well, of course they always have Brock, which I don't mind. I hate hate him. Really? He he has ruined WWE for me. Like Really? Hmm. <laughs> you you're a fan of Brock? Oh yeah. For sure. That's interesting to me. My thing with Brock Lesnar is I hate that he's like don't get me wrong I'm not saying he has to be on every single show or anything but like I don't like the storylines whenever it's you know Seth rolls up and he's like I'm going to challenge Brock and then all of a sudden he's fighting Brock at the next major pay-per-view you know I like guys who show up you know every week to every other week instead of just SummerSlam Survivor Series WrestleMania. Yeah. Right. And this year, Money in the Bank somehow. I don't know how much they paid him to go there, but... I disagree just because... And, like, I do like like the workhorse guys. Like, obviously, like, Dean, Seth, like, those kind of people. You know what I mean? But... Yeah. I don't think that when you're a champion, you need to be on every show. You know what I mean? Yeah, and I'm not saying he needs to be on every show. I think he should be on more than four shows a year. Yeah, I agree. He, yeah, and Raw's too. But, like, an example is, like, when NXT went to two hours, every show was, like, Adam Cole, Adam Cole, Adam Cole. Every, like, show, it's like, okay, we've seen him a lot now. When before... He was on, like, every two weeks, every three weeks. And I liked that. I don't know. Yeah, I did, too. It's it's just I, I would like Brock more if he didn't just show up, you know, every so – like, at least Adam Cole was wrestling in, like, some meaningful matches. Like, he wasn't – even if Brock showed up and wrestled a jobber, I would love to see him F5 from the crowd six times. And then yeah. put a finger on him and pin him. But I don't like, think Brock thing... needs to do that anymore. Because, like, Brock did that already in, like, the, two, the early 2000s. Yeah. Like, I think what a lot of people forget is that, like, Brock already was established and, like, did his time and everything. You know what I mean? Yeah. I. I but I understand Paul. why people... Because I do want to see, like, I want to see people as champion. Like, I want to see... I'm not going to say Seth, but, like, I want to see Drew. I want to see all those guys. But I do like Brock Lesnar, and I understand, I guess, why they're putting him, like, in that place. Yeah, and I mean, I, I like making the champion. I understand only fighting at those four pay-per-views and defending the title, but the title doesn't have to find every single time he wrestles. You know, he he can come to, you know, four Raws a year and – wrestle another star or you know do something like drew did where it's against the big show like wrestle someone who you know won't win but you know someone who also is established like my thing with brock is he's he's good and everything but like i just don't feel like he cares about wwe anymore yeah and to me wwe isn't even like 
a real brand you know what I mean like I'm watching it because it's WWE and that's pretty much like the standard and you have to watch it pretty much or it's like you don't you know what I mean (laughs) but like to me that's not real I'm not like looking at that I'm not watching it for five-star matches and five-star storylines I'm just watching it because of what it is yeah because of what it was yeah I guess that's true and then I'm watching like, like NXT and I'm like, wow, that storyline was really good. And I'm looking for like to be like actually watching something good. Like I don't know how to explain it, but Yeah, like you watch WWE because it is WWE and what Yeah. Yeah. And then with A it's almost like a basically a WCW where it's new and exciting and you know you don't know what's going to go with it yeah blue like whenever i had originally watched the double or nothing pay-per-view i didn't know what to expect and i was very hesitant to buy it but once i bought it i did not regret a second of it because it just blew me away for them to not have unless you watch the BTE and all the stuff on YouTube to be able to put on the matches they did and make it pretty much very meaningful. Like, obviously, like the Cody and Dustin thing, like, if you were a pro wrestling fan, like, you knew who they were. Right. And... Uh, I think a lot of people were watching also for Mox. I think they were kind of expecting that, maybe... I actually, oh, that's one of the big reasons I watched it. Is, am I talking about the right one? Yeah, the first one. nothing was in one. May, right? One, yes, back in May. Okay, yeah. I get them confused. But yeah, I remember being like, I want to see Dean come out. I'm a big fan and I'm going to follow him no matter what. So. Yeah, and I honestly thought that he would come out um, after Jericho won. Whenever Jericho started talking on the mic, I was like, wow, he's actually not going to. Yeah. I like the way they did it. I liked everything about that. But you, the know, problem was... with WWE is that you don't get surprises like that. Like, you know what's going to happen. Like, WrestleMania, I knew Drew was going to win. I knew yeah. all comes. I, the one that was like, eh, was Sasha going to turn on Bailey? That one was like kind of. A surprise-ish, if she was gonna do it, and she didn't. But like, Which I other was than very like, upset with. me too. But other than like a couple here and there, you're never like surprised. It's like okay, I don't really care. Or well, wow, like, this is so Bailey? predictable. Bailey and Sasha. Just Bailey. Uh, do you like Bailey? No. Well, I loved Bailey in NXT, and thank you a little bit at the beginning. But Bailey is a bad guy. If they did it right, could be really good. This Bailey, I don't know what this is. Yep. But. I don't understand why. Like she is the most meaningless women's champion I think we've we've had. Like my problem with all of the women, like my problem with the two women's championship belts. I like Becky having it for a year i like when people have it a long time yeah when like sasha bailey charlotte they've all been champion like charlotte how many times she had it like 10 or 11 i don't know how many it is yeah i don't remember a single one like they're all meaningless and they all change hands like she'll get it in may she'll lose it in july she'll get it back in october like i'm just saying but like yeah you know what I mean? Like, I don't remember any of them. Same with Sasha. I don't know how many times Bailey's had it, but this is the only one so far that I'm, like, kind of sort of interested in. I've been on the main roster because NXT is a whole different story. Those four women in NXT, you can't remake those matches. I agree. But the two that I remember is Charlotte tapping out Asuka, which was awesome whenever Asuka lost her streak. Yeah. Now they sh- absolutely, that absolutely killed Asuka after that, but. Right. Well, yeah, that's different. 
but I do remember that one. And then the other one is Sasha and Charlotte in at Raw whenever Charlotte ended up losing to Sasha and Sasha hit the bank statement through the railing of one of the rows. I don't remember that. But Sasha is by far... Sasha and Charlotte should be the two women you just let carry the business of the women's division. I agree. I think they're both... Um, not so much with Charlotte, but, like, because Charlotte, to me, it's like she's been, like, she needs a new, like, not a new gimmick, but, like, I'm so sick of seeing her come out and, like, wear that same exact outfit, the same exact entrance, pretty much always the same promo. It's Charlotte's ring work that really is amazing to me. Yeah. If they will let her, like, do something different instead of being, like, okay, you have to wear this and say this and do this and do this before you go out to the ring like she would be so good i'm just so sick of like that's it's just like it just bothers me so much how they don't let anyone change or like evolve yeah and i mean i i sasha's by far my favorite women's wrestler outside of my girl smiley kylie ray (laughs) right but you know, it, it sucks to just see her basically riding the coattails of Bailey right now. Yeah, I don't know why they're together at all. I mean, I mean, we bad, know a heel I, turn's coming, right? But I think if anything, Sasha should be the heel. Like, isn't that like the whole point, like, of her coming back and having blue hair and like all this stuff? Yeah, and they absolutely they just threw it away. They don't care. I know. <laughs> and why is she with Bailey in the first place? It doesn't make any sense. Like, I understand they were tag champs and everything, but then Sasha comes back and is alone. Like, let her be alone. They always have to, like I said before, they always have to have people in pairs. For what? Yeah. They won't let anyone do anything on their own. Bothers me so much. Yeah, I just don't, like, I don't know where they can go with it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I'm very excited to see Sasha kind of turn on Bailey. But the problem is, it's like, Sasha's going to be the face. Yeah. So then and, what was the point of her even being a bad guy in the first place? Yeah. Which I think she's better at, but that's just me. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong. Like, I like the whole good guy thing every once in a while for for Sasha. But, like... But she's, she's another one. Far, what were you going to say? <laughs> she's by far a better bad guy. I agree. And she, like, the problem is, like, all of these girls, even some of the guys, it's like, okay, how many times can Michael Cole yell, it's boss time when she comes out before it gets really old? Like, if I, I hate that. <laughs> like, could you please yeah. rebrand? Like, it's been a long time. Listen, I need... If WWE wants to just satisfy me, I need Corey Graves, Tom Phillips, and Byron Saxton all on the commentary table the entire, every single show. See, I don't like Corey Graves. Oh, you gotta be kidding. You are kidding. He's bad. (laughs) He is not good. It's those little comments. Like, whenever, um, I'll never forget this. This is probably my favorite Corey Graves line of all time. So it's whenever Finn was Intercontinental Champion, and it was right before WrestleMania, and he was on like the Moment of Bliss thing with Alexa Bliss, which she's by far one of my favorite promo speakers ever. But she said if he takes off the belt and shows her his abs, that she'll show him, and then Leo Rush's music hit, and then Corey Graves just goes, no, no. I can't stand this guy now. And it put me in stitches. No, no. You don't, no. He's, no. You don't under, like, that's Vince. Do you not realize that? I I know. Like, Vince is feeding him lines. That's what it feels like to me. And also, Corey Graves, another thing about him, he, is he a bad guy? Sometimes he's like, oh, I love, like, that, whatever. And then he's like, He'll just bury like Sasha. It's like I don't understand. Are you what? Are you a face? Yeah. Or I'm like, could you pick one? And he's not like as far as announcing. I don't even think he's no. He's like a Michael Cole guy. is a he's whole different the... level. I love Michael Cole personally, but 
I used to, but now they, it's like the Roman Reigns situation where they just push Michael Cole down our throats. Honestly, if I could have it any way, it would just be SmackDown like it has been for a couple weeks, just Michael Cole. I like that. You don't need, I liked like, him. You don't need Corey Graves. <laughs> like, I, don't I liked him whenever Triple H was with him. Yeah, I like that too. Triple H on commentary was probably the best thing I've watched in a very long time. I mean, but you can't have that every week. He won't do that. Oh, I know, but I'm I mean, saying, like, if you put Triple H on commentary again, I'm going to watch the show. Well, he can do it all, obviously. He's by far probably the best WWE's ever seen. Yeah. I I really wish WWE's product would get a little bit better. I mean, that's the only problem. Like, it's just WWE is not if they would just not be so scripted, if Vince would just let them do what they want, say, we have this idea for you, could you write a couple weeks for it and then we'll look at it and see if we like it. Like, wow, that'd be good. And then Seth Rollins could say, okay, I want to do this with the Monday Night Messiah, I want to do this. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. They just don't let people be themselves. It's sad. I I think for lack of a better term, I think the best way to describe it is stale. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it's getting stale now. I I, I don't know. I like what AEW is doing. I think they're doing a lot of good things, even without the fans. Yeah, I agree. You know, obviously it's not perfect, but. I agree. Sometimes I'm like, okay, this is a little much, but then I have to remember that it is their first, it hasn't even been a whole year yet on TV, so. Yeah, and they're still developing, like, obviously. I, I You know what? This is how we're going to wrap up the show. I want to talk about Hangman. Okay. We haven't seen him on TV in a while. And, I mean, I watched a YouTube channel, but not everybody watches, but be the elite. Right. What, are, what, what do you think is going to happen with Hangman? Um. <laughs> Well, obviously, he's going to turn eventually. Um, he hasn't been on TV, I have a so I think people are forgetting about him, which is good. So he's not on TV. They're not really talking about him. I mean, Jericho says things once in a while about him on commentary, but people are forgetting about him. They're going to forget. And then, I mean, if you don't watch the YouTube show, you're going to really forget. Yeah. And then... One day, the elite, I don't know, the Young Bucks are going to be doing something. And then Hangman Page runs out, does something, Buckshot lariats them, and then that's it. Like, then he turns. See, and I it's going to get a really good reaction. I, I have a big theory here. And you can, okay. you can easily just disagree with me. Okay. I think the elite's going to turn on Hangman. Really? I think they're going to lose the titles. The Young Bucks are going to come out, or maybe they even lose it to the Young Bucks. I don't think that'll happen, but... And I think... I think Kenny and the Young Bucks turn on Hangman. Well, they were thinking about it there. Remember at Revolution? They Mm -hmm. were all going to super kick him or something. Is that what was... Is that what happened? Well, Hangman almost uh, buckshot Larry and... It, he made it seem like he was going to do that to Kenny. Okay. But there was never anything with the Young Bucks <laughs> and Kenny. Yeah. Which is well, why I, just... I think those three are still capable of turning on Hangman. and have, Because Hangman's by far the, the fan favorite of all four of them. But people want to see Hangman stand up for himself, I think. But then I'm thinking, like, either way, this isn't really, I don't know what they're going to do afterwards because nobody, I mean, I don't really want to see the Young Bucks as bad guys. None of them can really be bad guys. Oh, Kenny can. Back in New Japan, he was a great bad guy. Well, yeah, but, like, right now, like, do you want to see the Young Bucks as bad guys? I don't know if I do. Yeah, I don't know about the Young Bucks. I would love to see Kenny as the bad guy again, though. Well, yeah, I hope so. I hope that happens eventually. But... I think having Hangman off of TV is like 
an advantage. Like, I don't know if you can't make it or what, but I think it's good when you forget about people and then all of a sudden, like, an example is, like, Edge cashing in money in the bank. Yeah. Like, he wasn't on TV forever. And then all of a sudden, he's just the champ. It's so good. And it gets the best reactions. Yeah. I'm I'm very excited to see where that goes. Me too. But I guess that'll wrap up this podcast. I don't think it went too bad. I don't think it was bad either. You seem very relaxed. You were nervous beforehand. Admit it. I mean, yeah, a little. <laughs> it's just all about talking wrestling. Yep, gotta love it. Yeah, I, it's a love-hate relationship with wrestling. I mean, never gonna stop, so... <laughs> Yeah, I mean, there's nothing else on TV right now. Right. So, all right. I guess we'll uh, we'll catch everybody on the next episode. Is it over? It is.